Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Gosh, I saw the sticker on your candle and I thought it said $59.99 and I was about to be like Jesus Christ you paid $60 for a candle what's in this candle Sarah just blows gold and then my eyes focused and I was like no that's a dollar sign <laughs> I've never paid $60 for a candle I don't think I ever will pay $60 yeah for of a all candle. the people I would guess to pay $60 for a candle not it's not you I would probably pull that shit yeah but... Caitlin would probably pull that <laughs> I'm not spending $60 on a candle no She's actually been very good about like, yeah, shopping, checking me recently, oh, and really? I was like, "Good, good for her." Because I think I mentioned something. She's like, "I'm just noticing we've been buying a lot." <laughs> and I'm like, mm. "Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode eleven. Eleven, yeah, I think so. Eleven. There you go. Episode eleven. Um, and this episode we're calling An Alliance Forms. Mm. We did chapters 45 through 48. Yep. And it was good. This is, yeah, this was a really. It was a fun set of chapters. I enjoyed this section. Um, any high level thoughts before we dive in? I love Asriel. Like that was, <laughs> just brought me so much joy. Yeah. Um, so much. Team As. Team As for sure. That's this like reminds sure. me why. I love yep. him so much. <laughs> this, these are the moments when he caught all of his fangirls. Yep. All right. Chapter 45. Summary is the High Lords try to talk strategy. Because <laughs> we left off with mm-hmm. Tamlin losing his voice. Yes. <laughs> what did you notice? Um, just Azrael. Like, whole, yep. heck yes. Um, I can't believe how he handles himself in this chapter. Mm-hmm. And, like, also Baron is such a dick. The biggest he, dick. He totally deserves, like, the fire <laughs> the Pharaoh lashes out with him. Oh, my gosh. Out him with, yeah. Yes. I feel like this chapter was so funny because it, like, one attack ended, but then it also ended with a different attack. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just lots of fighting going on. It bodes well yes. for an alliance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, so like I said, we left off with Tamlin not being able to speak, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of in the aftermath of this, and let's see, so what happened first? Um, Reese tells them all, basically, he could have easily like gone into their minds to get them to join his team, but he chose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, so does, I'm just like, does he really have that much power to break all the shields that high Lords have? You know what Apparently. I mean? That's crazy. I also think it's interesting that Rhysand and Tarquin are having a conversation while Tamlin continues to not have his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tarquin said to Rhysand, despite Varian's unsanctioned warning, you were the only ones who came to help the only ones. And yet you asked for nothing in return. Why? And I feel like that's such a fairy question. Like we've talked about this before, but it's always something for something. You can't just right. 
help each other out. But I love Teresa's response of, isn't that what friends do? Mm-hmm. But in classic fairy, fairy form, Tarquin goes, I rescind the red or the blood rubies. Let there be no debts between us. He obviously just like, can't let that slide. Yeah. But I think it's like, it's a good start to mm-hmm. like the two of them healing. Yeah. Um, but then I was surprised when Reese gave Tamlin his voice back, mm-hmm. he turns to him and he says, I believe you that you will fight for Perithian. And I was like, that's a surprise. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and I want to point out like before this little interaction happened, when I was talking about like Reese basically telling everybody he could just make them yeah. do his bidding. Eris blocks his mom from Reese's view. Oh yeah. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like he must, like he clearly cares about her. Like That's true. I know last week we had the whole discussion this and I was true. team Eris last week. <laughs> um, but just more evidence that yes. he at least cares about his mom, yeah. which is sweet. Well, okay. So this reminds me, we had a listener mm-hmm. send us something on Instagram and I really liked their comparison mm-hmm. and they compared Eris to like Draco. Yeah. Where, and I think this was what I was trying to get at earlier is it's like someone who's just like so warped by mm-hmm. their upbringing, even if they don't want to be bad, it's like hard for them to be yeah. good. But in some ways mm-hmm. they're not all bad. Yeah. Like I really appreciated that like comparison. comparison. And I was like, yes, like that's what I was trying to get at. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Eris is such a Draco. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like a moment of like, Eris yeah. is not inherently evil i don't think he's inherently (laughs) evil i still don't like him right but i just i liked that comparison of like eris as a draco i think Mm. from harry potter let me specify that (laughs) you should know if i say draco i'm assuming (laughs) but like the draco character from harry potter is an eris i see so many similarities in like i think that internal battle and struggle Mm -hmm. that they face yeah so agreed but yeah um, but then, yeah, so we get back to Reese saying that he believes Tamlin, which I was really shocked. Like, he's, yes. like, setting aside his pride and just, like, gonna roll with, like, getting Tamlin on their side and everything. Mm-hmm. Really surprising. Yeah. Feyre says, the better man, male, his restraint, his choice of words, all of it a careful portrayal of reason and power. But Rhysand, I knew he meant what he said. Even if Tamlin had been a part of killing his own family, even if he had played his part in Highburn, for our home, for Perithian, he'd set it aside, a sacrifice that would harm no one but his own soul. And I was just like, you are the better man. Because I don't know if I would be the better man. (laughs) I'd be like, fuck you, Tamlin. (laughs) But um, I just, I was very impressed with Reese's ability to like settle it down. Right. Because I think as the most powerful High Lord, he does have, like, he has the power to control the, like, temperature in the room, if For you sure. will. <laughs> and yeah. so he's doing a really good job of it, even though he did just take away Tamlin's voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I say that, though, but we have another fight that breaks out shortly thereafter. I know, which is not the one that any of us probably would have bet on. No. So Moore says to Eris, um, you still certainly like to hear yourself talk, Eris. Good to know some things don't change over the centuries. And Eris responds, good to know that after 500 years, you still dress like a slut. Which is such a, like, a boy move to Such a, like, make. a high school comment. But it I is. literally, like, I highlighted, like, the next few pages. I was like, can I just read the whole thing? Go. Like, <laughs> Asriel deserves, like, a commendation for this. Yes. Okay, so he says that to her. And one moment Azrael was seated, the next he blasted through Eris's shields with a flare of blue light and tackled them backwards, wood shattering beneath them. Shit, Cassian spit and was instantly there, 
and met a wall of blue. Asriel had sealed them in, and as his scarred hands wrapped around Eris's throat, reset enough. Asriel squeezed, Eris thrashing beneath him, no physical brawling. There had been a rule against that, but Asriel with whatever power those shadows gave him. Also, what? What does that mean? <laughs> like, shadows give you special power to fight? I don't know, but, like, something about his rage, it was like, it did not matter yes. whatever wards were there. This is just, like, so intense. I know. Also, you are disobeying your High Lord. Yeah! Uh, okay, continue. Because he continues to disobey. Yes. Oh, okay. So, enough, Azrael Reese ordered. Perhaps those shadows that now slid and eddied around the Shadow Singer hid him from the wrath of the binding magic. The others made no move to interfere, as if wondering the same. Asriel dug his knee and all his weight into Eris's gut. He was silent, utterly silent, as he ripped the air from Eris's body. Baron's flames struck the blue shield over and over, but the fire skittered off and fizzled out on the water. Any any that escaped were torn to shred by shadows. Call off your overgrown bat, Barris ordered Reese. Reese was enjoying it. Bargain with Eris or no. Could have ended it seconds ago. He gave me a glance as if to say so, and an invitation. I rose on surprisingly steady knees, felt all of them tense, Tamlin's gaze like a brand as I walked towards the shadow singer, my sparkling gown hissing along the floor behind me, as I put a tattooed hand on the hard, near-invisible curve of the shield and said, Come, Azrael." Azrael stopped. Eris gasped for air, those scars' hands loosened, as Azrael turned his face toward me. The frozen rage there rooted me to the spot, but beneath it, I could almost see the images that haunted him, the hand Moore had yanked away, her weeping, distraught face as she had screamed at Reese. And now behind us, Moore was shaking in her chair, pale and shaking. I only offered my hand to Azrael. Come sit beside me. Nessa had already moved her seat and an extra chair appeared beside mine. I didn't let my hand tremble as I kept it extended and waited. Azrael's eyes slid to Eris, the High Lord's son panting beneath him, and the Shadow Singer leaned down to whisper something in his ear that made Eris blanch further. What does he say? <laughs> I want to know! But the shield drops. The shadows lightened into sunshine. Baron struck only for his fire to bounce off a hard barrier of my own. I lifted my gaze to the High Lord of Autumn. That's twice now we've handed you your asses. I think you'd be sick of the humiliation. Helion laughed. My attention returned to Azrael, who took my still-offered hand and rose. The scars were rough against my fingers, but his skin was like ice, pure ice. Moore opened her mouth to say something to Azrael, but Cassian put a hand on her bare knee and shook his head. I led the shadow singer to the empty chair beside mine. Then walked to the table beside my, then walked to the table myself to pour him a glass of wine. No one spoke until I offered it to him and sat down. They are my family. <laughs> I just like the fact that not just that Asriel started a fight, right? But he was like murderous. He like he, knee in the gut, choking. The life out of Eris. And, like, he blocked everyone else out. Like, Cassian yeah. couldn't get in. Baron couldn't. Like, a High Lord couldn't get in. And then he d didn't listen to Reese twice. Reese said yep. enough twice, and he yep. disobeyed. And then it's only when Farah comes in. His High Lady. <sighs> Man. And I love how Farah handles herself, like, in that whole situation. Yep. So good. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, listeners. You just listen to me, listen to me read two pages, but, but it like, was so good. That was so intense. And I think it's so funny that, like, Eris's reaction mm -hmm. is he just straight up says, apologies, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> like, after that whole thing. Yep. That's your response. Okay. <laughs> well, but it's like, I don't know if it, there would be any other scenario in which Eris would have apologized. Probably not. Other than, like, almost dying by Asriel. Yep. Maybe that's what Asriel whispered. Like, apologize. Maybe. Or something. <laughs> Say you're sorry. Um, but yeah. 
That was very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What's next? So Helion, with his magic, like, replicates all the papers Tamlin brought. Mm-hmm. So now everyone has papers. And um, they start talking about the Feybane. Mm-hmm. And Helion says, if all of this is true, then I'd suggest two things first. Or two things. First, destroying Hybern's cache of Feybane. We won't last long if they've made them into some so many versatile weapons. It's worth the risk to destroy them. And then Callias asks, how would you suggest we do that? Tarquin says, we'll handle it. We owe them for Adriata, which kind of felt like a fun little like badass move. Yeah. But then Theseand goes, there is no need. Mm-hmm. I was and like, what? I was like, what? And he elaborates further. And it says, well, I like how it's phrased. It says, we all blinked at him. Even Tamlin, the High Lord of Dawn, just folded his hands in his lap. A master tinkerer of mine has been waiting for the past several hours. I would like for her to now join us. And we get introduced to the same woman who made Lucian's eye. Yeah, Nuon. I think that's how you say it. Yep. Um, and we learn about the incredible work she's done mm-hmm. to like find a nullifier, cure, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. of the fabing. Thanks to Lucian providing yes. samples of it. Because they're like, how did you get it, basically? And she's like, oh, you know, Lucian. Yep. No big deal. So they're like, Lucian, how the hell did you get it? I know. <laughs> But um, they're clearly still friends, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yep. But now we have a classic debate of who will and who won't take the Feybane cure. Because right. well, we trust Dawn. Fisan has already like started mass producing it. Like It's not even like they mm-hmm. figured it out. They've already started mass producing it because they know yep. it's going to be needed by everyone. Which is so clever. So smart. But yes, then the debate begins of who's going to take it. Right. Like, Baron says, like, where did she come from? Who are you? And it's just like that classic of, like, I can't, you're not in my court, so how can I trust you? Right. And it's like, why what, Why would she want to poison you? We're, you all are trying to work together. Right. Baron. That's the whole point of this. Stupid. <laughs> um, so, let's see. So, we're kind of, like, conversing of who will take it, who won't take it. And I was surprised because Eris interjects and he says, I will take it. Mm-hmm. Like directly contradicting his, his father, mm-hmm. which I was like, Eris is in a unique mood today. Yes. <laughs> a little feisty. Little, little feisty in like a lot of different ways. Yeah. <laughs> like to every, his dad, more, all the people. Um, let's see. What else are you noticing? Um, the next thing that Helion suggests is that the spring court needs to be evacuated. Mm, Um, and he's suggesting that they either go to like summer or autumn. Um, obviously Baron says that they can't handle that kind of influx of people because that's Baron and he's never easy. But Mm. Tarquin says like all are welcome in the summer court. Yeah. I like that Tarquin opened his doors. I know. It's a very Tarquin thing to do. It is. Um, and let's see... Um, I did think it was interesting. So Baron goes, so the seasonal courts are to become the charnel houses and hostels while the solar courts remain pristine here in the north. And I was like, it's just where the wall is located, Baron. But like, just an excuse. Right. And so like, you can just tell like Baron is like grasping for excuses at this point. Mm -hmm. And, um, and especially to everybody at the night court, he's just being terrible. Oh yeah, Um, Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, so Feyre and Baron are kind of starting to go at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Nesta inter, um, interjects, which I think was interesting. Because um, Baron says, I don't take orders from the, 
I don't take orders from the bastards of lesser fay whores in reference to like something Cassian was saying in, with war. And Nesta like interrupts and she goes, that bastard may wind up being the only person standing in the way of Hybern's forces and your people. She didn't so much as look at Cassian as she said it, but he stared at her as if he'd never seen her before. And I was like, you defend him, Nesta. I know. I love that she defends him. You do him. it. So Barrett is just like digging at the Night Court people right now. Mm-hmm. But Farah like trying to keep her cool, but she loses it on Baron yes. when he says, and now Rhysand wants to play hero. Amaranthus whore becomes Highburn's destroyer. But if it goes badly, will he get on his knees for Highburn or just spread his, I stopped hearing the words, stopped hearing anything other than my heart, my breathing. Fire exploded out of me, raging white hot flame that blasted into Baron like a lance. Oh. I was like, uh. Oh, I was like so much for <laughs> keeping those powers in check. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like the next chapter we see them all like that I was a little surprising to me is I was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to see them all yeah. in this exact moment. Okay. But yeah, like another, lots of fighting yes. in that chapter. <laughs> Everyone's fighting everybody. Um, okay. So chapter 46, my summary for that was the high Lords reach an alliance mostly. Yeah. <laughs> so we start off, we're with, Feyre attacking Baron. We're picking mm-hmm. up right there. Um, what did you notice about this? Basically, so much for Feyre keeping her powers yep. on the DL. Just yep. But dang, like dang, girl. <laughs> I just like the power in this moment. I know. I was like, you show him who's <laughs> boss. She uses autumn, summer, and decor powers like against yes. Baron, just back I just to back. Was so impressed. Mm-hmm. Because she, like, she realizes the fire's not working. So now she's going to send water. And then um, the flame is, like, getting rid of the water. And it's becoming steam. So she's like, okay, that's great. Let's day. Spellbreaker. Ward cleaver. <laughs> and then um, I think after that, was there another one after that? No, she just no, used those three. But it was just, you're seeing so many of them. And I just, her internal monologue is just like, I'll kill him, kill him, and gladly be done with it. And I feel like that's what I've been saying all along. I don't know why we're letting him live. <laughs> but um, we get to a point where she finally, like, calms down, mm-hmm. lets Baron go, and now has to deal with the aftermath with yeah. the rest of the High Lords. Yeah. Well, so Baron insults Vera, and then Reese attacks him. So this is just, like, constant. Constant. So, um, Reese, he, like, breaks through his shield and destroys his chair, so, which I just... That's true. It's so, like, elementary, like, oh, I'm just gonna take your chair so you fall down, like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, but he does, and Baron proclaims that he's leaving. Right. Um, But Nesta actually, like, speaks up, and, like, it stops him kind of in his tracks, which is surprising that Nesta's the one that gets him to sit and listen for a sec exactly um basically like making her case that they should fight for those that can't fight for themselves aka the humans yeah really like shaming baron about like being so insular and worried Mm -hmm. about himself um some of the other high lord reactions i thought were funny Mm -hmm. to finding out pharah um tarquin was like that was how you got through my awards Mm -hmm. so like he's realizing what's happening um i loved that helium said like no wonder you made her high lady i thought that was a fun response but i did think it was surprising that helion asked tamlin like you knew of her powers Mm -hmm. because like i feel like this was another moment for tamlin to continue with his like big dick energy yeah and he just goes it was none of your business yeah i was like huh Mm -hmm. okay tamlin i don't know 
Tamlin's a question mark still. <sighs> yes. I will never like Tamlin, but there <laughs> is still a question mark there. Um, but yeah, so just like the idea behind this, like it's definitely like affecting all of the High Lords in different ways. Some right. are curious, some are impressed. Mm-hmm. And like Baron, he's like, I'm out. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting when Nesta's kind of talking about like the humans and everything and how mm-hmm. they need to be defended. Thesan, um, he explains it like the treaty doesn't really state that they need to fight for the humans. Yeah. Very like logical about it. Yeah. I just, I, it's interesting that even though like he, like I'm surprised that he would make that comment. Yeah. Him being the neutral party, but then again, mm-hmm. him being the neutral, he's probably probably just trying to state facts. Like, exactly. there's no like reason that we have to defend the humans. This yeah. is, wasn't part of our treaty. Well, I feel like that's how you stay neutral is you stay very fact based and right. you're not emotionally based. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not going to make Nesta happy. Right. But um, yeah. But so I I was shocked. Baron says he'll consider it. Like, after Nesta basically wants their help. Yeah. It's, like, interesting that Nesta's the one that gets Baron to see reason. Um, I think, like, I, I told Richard this yesterday, but I was like, shame, when used appropriately, mm-hmm. is a very powerful tool. It's true. Very true. <laughs> you know, and it's like, sometimes the right level of shame mm-hmm. can affect even the most lost souls. Yeah. So, but then the autumn court winnows away. Yep, so. they're out. Um, and let's see. I loved Tarquin's response to um, Feyre's powers. Mm-hmm. He says, you saved us under the mountain. Losing a kernel of power seems a worthy payment. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like that's the perspective we should all have. That's the appropriate but response. Like- <laughs> but it's interesting like that people would be so willing to give up an alliance just because Feyre has like some of their powers. Like yeah. what does that have to do with fighting Hybern? Like yeah. the two are not related. That's but true. I feel like everybody's making it into the same issue yeah it's not because Callias like says he's not sure if this changes things Mm -hmm. once Vera says she has like his ice power yeah I'm just I just it's they're not correlated so why does it matter exactly well and I loved Vera's response she goes I did not take your power you gave it to me along with a gift of my immortal life I'm grateful for both but they are mine now and I will do with them what I will I will use these powers, my powers, to smash Highburn to bits. I will burn them and drown them and freeze them. I will use these powers to heal the injured, to shatter through Highburn's wards. I have done so already and I will do so again. And if you think that my possession of a kernel of your magic is your biggest problem, then your priorities are severely out of order. (laughs) And I was like, yes, girl. Yeah. And in continuation of girl power moment, Vivian and Crusada are the ones who kind of like stand up and Vivian says, I will fight with you. And Crusada goes, as will I. And I was like, ladies supporting ladies. I know. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. And it's interesting because it's like, they're not even in charge of their courts. It's like, yeah. these are just women that are standing up and saying, I will fight. Like regardless of what their court's doing, yeah. like they're choosing to fight. And it definitely influences mm-hmm. the court itself so we get an alliance of six out of the seven yes high lords which as ferris or not pharaoh as reese says is not bad at all yeah and Tam- tamlin's included in that yeah the one who's out is autumn right which like we're not totally surprised by that mm-hmm. but we're surprised tamlin's in it yes very surprised so we'll see mm-hmm. and i also i know like i think helion is the one that was saying that like he noticed almost that like this kernel of power was missing he's like it's so small but it's like i would brush over it and just notice it i was like that's so crazy like i wonder what that feels like it's like one fish on a 
like or one scale on a fish is like what he compares it to i'm just like trying to think like in terms of like humans like what like what's like something that we would notice you know what i mean like i almost this is do you know when you like realize you're missing an earring (laughs) like yeah maybe like that kind of vibe and then it's just like oh i'm missing an earring like i only kind of noticed it yeah but now that i have i'm like you constantly like notice it yeah Yeah. you're like huh this is a good comparison i was trying to i was trying to think like in human terms like what that was similar to but i think that's i think that's a good comparison (laughs) that was what i thought about yeah but no i thought that was definitely interesting but it also like if it's just that little Mm -hmm. of their power right like she has seven of it, but even still, it's like seven scales don't make a full fish, right? And yet, she has so much more power, just like beyond them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they're like Feyre in her own right, yeah, has power, yeah. Like it didn't all come from the High Lords, which no. I just it because that like mathematically it doesn't make sense. No, so it's just interesting or it's just to like think about can they not tap into all their power? Maybe like, I don't know. No, all of it's so interesting. Is it the combination, or was there a dormant power inside of Feyre that was unleashed? Since she, we think she was Fey before she was Fey. Yeah, that is a theory. I, but yeah. like, <laughs> um, okay, chapter forty-seven. Yeah. Um, summary: I put the inner circle catches up with Helion, reflecting on the day and the past, and Nesta gets a bad feeling. Mm. What are your thoughts? There was just a lot of emotion in this chapter. Yeah. Um, and I also want to know how nobody has figured out that Lucian is Helion's son up until now. I know. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's how many brilliant people, like especially <laughs> Reese, has nobody figured this out yeah. in all the years yeah. when he's so open about the fact that he had an affair. I don't know if he's open about the fact that he had an well, affair. Well, Baron though. found out about it, so... And he talked but about like, it so... But I think they said, like, Baron keeps it on the DL, even so. But if Helion's so willingly talking about it, yeah. you know what I mean? I just find it crazy that nobody else has come up with this. Yeah. I don't know. thought that was a little know. too suspect, SJM. I don't know. But it's definitely a fun twist. It is. <laughs> um. Okay, so... The chapter starts with them saying that they try to talk for a little bit more. They decide they're going to spend the night, start mm-hmm. again the next day. And, um, like, one by one, they're getting escorted yeah. out of this room. And so I think it was Tarquin, was- or t- it was Tamlin, then Tarquin, and mm-hmm. then Helion. Yep. And so they were left with Callias and his party in there for a minute. Mm-hmm. And they share information about, like, the numbers of troops that they have. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting that they were, like, immediately open with them. So right. it's like they've decided mm-hmm. that we're good. Right. Um, and I thought it was sweet that Vivian said to Moore, I always knew we'd fight fight alongside each other one day. And Moore goes, it's almost enough to make me feel bad for Highburn. It just, it was, a, it was a fun girls moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we move to being in their apartment suite. Thing mm-hmm. where they're staying um and they let's see what happens so Feyre and Reese are kind of chatting about the day mm-hmm. Reese mm-hmm. believes Tamlin yes so interesting it's very interesting I Reese says perhaps we did him a disservice by not even considering the possibility perhaps even I started to think him some warrior brute in regards to like Tamlin being on their side mm-hmm and like, and Farrah asks, does it change yeah. anything though? And he says, in some ways, yes. In others, no. No, it doesn't. And it's like, no, obviously it doesn't change the fact that you're pissed at him for what he yeah. did to you. But it's like, yeah, you need to reassess him, I think. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, did he make really bad decisions that benefited Highburn? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is he a little bit of a coward and a little proud? Yes. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, is his heart like, I want Highburn to win? No. No. Yeah. So it's like, how can we move forward from here? Again, really just like, I feel like being, and I think both Tamlin and Reese are having to like stuff their pride down Mm -hmm. in this moment and like rise above their like very obvious hatred of each other. Yeah. Um, And then Reese shockingly compliments Nesta on how well she did today. Yeah. And I love Farrah thing's pride fluttered at the praise. Aww. I just thought that was sweet. Like, she just, you know, that he's complimenting her and it makes Farrah happy for her sister. Yeah. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a knock at the door and Helion mm-hmm. comes to visit. Who I love. Yes. Love, love, love Helion's energy. Yes. So he also had a little bit of, like, a jerk act going Mm -hmm. during the High Lords meeting. And so we're really getting this, like, joyful, Mm -hmm. boisterous, fun, arrogant. Flirty. Flirty (laughs) um, High Lord. It's it's very entertaining. Yeah. I mean, he says that as beating Eris will be his new fantasy. (laughs) And then we find out he's trying to persuade the trio of more Cassian and Az to come to bed with him. Apparently, Helion likes not just twosomes, threesomes. He likes foursomes. Why not? Um, But I thought uh, Pharaoh's response was funny. She goes, why the hell haven't they said yes? Yeah. So just like clearly he has like very good energy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. They talk logistics and strategy, and it basically seems like everybody thinks Autumn will join kind of out of necessity. Yeah. Um, so that they won't be, like, overrun by Highburn. Right. Since, yeah, they're pushing south to the spring court and the wall, and it's like, there's no reason for Autumn not to join, basically. Right, since they're right on the border, they're, like, in danger. Yeah. They gotta do it. But this leads to the very interesting conversation about mm. Helion and the Lady of Autumn. Yes. So they have a whole history together where basically, I think Baron referenced this at one point earlier in the last chapter, but like her, she was like with her younger sisters or her, she was with two of her sisters mm-hmm. and they got like taken by Highburn's Beast to give her time to get away. And it was a big whole thing, but we find out that Helion had a part in it where yep. he rescued her, mm-hmm. um, which is sweet. Yep. But they also fell, fell madly in love with each other Aww. during it mm-hmm. and so had sweet. a little affair yeah well they had it was on and off for like a while until baron found out um (laughs) which i think that's interesting it's like it it wasn't just like this moment you've been rescued mm -hmm. affair it was like oh no we're gonna keep doing this under yeah the other high lord's nose like it's very bold clearly she was in love yes obviously um but it's interesting that baron never really made it into a big deal when he found out Mm -hmm. because he said that he didn't want people to know that his possession had been degraded. Yeah, it's pride. Ugh, He's possession. Like, I was ugh. like, she is not your possession. Yeah. Whatever. Terrible. Um, but I was just shocked that Helion is so willing to talk about this affair. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just surprised me. Like, all the details that he was giving and, like, Pharaoh's asking these very bold questions. Right. Um, and I was just really surprised that he was answering. Well, I do think at one point he said something about, like, um, careful, high lady, even the birds report to Thesan here, like, in terms of the questions she was asking. Mm-hmm. So he was very open, but in a way, he I felt like he was also cautious about, like, other people hearing all of the right. details. Mm-hmm. 
but it's an interesting combination. And so they kind of stop talking about it. Feyre kind of finishes the conversation with, you High Lords really do love your melodrama, don't mm-hmm. you? Um, and they start to pivot to talking about, like, the war again. And this is when Feyre realizes, like, mm-hmm. wait, holy shit. Yep. Helion is Lucian's baby daddy. Yep. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I just, I think it's, I I would have thought that this was, like, one of those things that, like, they all know, but they don't talk about. That, yeah. The fact that even Reese was like, oh, holy shit, I didn't even realize. Yeah. That was surprising. I was very surprised. Like, how do you not know? I, I yeah. just don't understand. I'm like, this has been, Lucian's howled, and nobody's figured this out. Yeah. And it's very hard to believe. Well, I feel like it's one of those things where it's, like, can, like we believe what's most like conveniently in front of us usually unless something forces us to question it Mm -hmm. so i mean they would just like yeah lucian's another one of the autumn court kids why why would they think it was right a love child you Mm -hmm. know um so i think it was just it's just easier yeah to think about i don't know reese just knows everything you know he's so inquisitive everybody's I don't know, but whatever. It's That's fine. true. It's fine. We figured it out. Thanks to Farah. So. Yes. So I'm curious if that ever, like, does, is Lucian ever going to get to know? I know. What's that going to be like? Is Lucian going to become High Lord of the Day Court? Yeah. And it's like, does Helion know? Like, no. Because I think they mentioned that. Like, I, he doesn't know. Like, Helion oh, doesn't Oh, do you even, think Helion doesn't know either? I think, I think Farah mentions, like, that Helion doesn't know. Oh, it says, like, Oh, no, it says with Baron that he likely suspected, but there was no way to prove it. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know. I, mean, I, I thought it said that, maybe. like, Helion didn't know. Totally possible. Mm-hmm. I must have missed that. But that's intriguing. Very intriguing. Or is he just, like, really good at keeping a secret? Possible. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, um, Nesta comes out. Yes. <laughs> she totally blows off Helion, which cracks me up. I know. Poor Helion. He mm-hmm. just wants to tap that. Um, but she goes straight to Feyre and is like, we need to leave right now. It feels wrong. Something feels wrong. And I'm like, what? Yeah, okay. What's happening? I know. And, like, everybody believes her, which is good. Yeah. And so they go, they, like, winnow back to Valoris. They check around where they're at. But, like, nothing seems amiss. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, we believe you, but we don't know what is happening. Right. So they don't do any anything else. They're they just, just kind of stay. I guess we're going to stay until we figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the night kind of wraps up. They have dinner together. The winter court joins. And we hit nighttime. Mm-hmm. And Helion and more go have a little fun, sexy time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get a little bit more about, like, the more Azrael situation. Yeah. Um, but so, like, essentially... This is kind of Moore's way of, like, coping with, like, seeing as lash out. It's just, like, yeah. they have such a weird relationship where it's, like, they care about each other, mm-hmm. but, like, if they show they care too much, the other, like, freaks out. And it just doesn't make sense. don't know boundaries. Like, and we blah, know Asriel's in love with her. Like, right. Like, just say something. At this rate, like, you've been friends for how long? 500 years, whatever? Like, yeah. come on. Like, mm-hmm. how do you not get over this? Like, this would have driven me crazy after six months. <laughs> how do you handle this for, like, years? I know. Reese and Cassian just need to, like, shove the two in a room and be like, until you have worked this out, yeah. you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, it is it is a little annoying and childish, this whole thing between the yeah. two of them. Like, I think on both ends, they're very immature. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so surprising because in so many other ways, they're very mature. And right. you're like, you can't get this together? Mm-hmm. 
So, let's see. Okay, then then we chat about the conversation with Tamlin. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. Reese goes, Tamlin still loves you, you know. And I was just like, okay, but does he? I don't know. I, can... I don't know. I was like, how can he love her after all of the stuff yeah. she did, like, at his court? But, like, is that why he behaved the way he did and, like, lashed out that way? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just can't imagine him still being in love with her after everything. I can't either. Um, and also, like, Farrah asks Reese if Cassian and Nesta are mates, which I thought was really <laughs> interesting. But he says he doesn't know. He says, like, until the bond snaps in place, it can be hard to tell. Yeah. Um, but there is something brewing there. For sure. Um, let's see. Anything else you notice with this chapter? Um, Farrah brings up that when she was in the spring court, she looked for his family's wings. Oh, that's right. Which is, like, mm, sad. But Tamlin had burned them. Right. So... Which I think um, it was nice that Reese goes, um, the only trick, or sorry, Reese says, I didn't, I'm glad he burned them. I could happily kill him for so many things, and yet I'm glad he offered them that peace at least. Yeah. Again, just kind of like trying to even remotely build any kind of bridge there. Yeah. And let's see, anything else? No, that was it. All right, chapter 48 was short and sweet. This was a yikes chapter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> During a second day of planning, Nesta's bad feelings come to life, and the High Lords realize that they're too late. What were your thoughts? Ah! Ah! <laughs> Hyper destroyed the wall. Like, wait. Like, what? I thought we were going to have, like, a battle scene or something yep. to try to fight him from getting to the wall. Apparently not. Nope. Apparently there's going to be another battle scene, I'm guessing, since yep. the wall's already down. <laughs> but I'm like, be a very mean? different kind of battle scene. Yeah, but it's like, so are humans going to be attacked already? Like, what's going to happen if the wall's down? Like, mm-hmm. are troops already there? What's going on? Was Tamlin just There's a distraction? A like, is he actually a bad guy? And That's like, was just keeping conversations going, you know? Mm-hmm. So Hybern could have attacked. I did attacked. not even think about that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so they wake up, basically enjoy breakfast together. There was a quote that I liked, um, as they got dressed, Vera mm-hmm. says, Yesterday we had been ourselves open and friendly and caring. Today we would show the other courts what we'd unleash upon our enemies, what we were capable of if provoked. I just think that's a very interesting, like, energy shift for yeah. the day. I just love how clothing can portray that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's so cool that, like, their outfit choices have such an impact and statement. Yep. So, that's that, why it's important to dress yourselves well. I know. It makes me super excited for the show. It's like, yes. these outfits are going to be so, like... Oh my gosh, they better win all of the awards yes because it's gonna be epic yes um so we are in the middle of debating things Mm -hmm. when all of a sudden nesta starts acting real weird and gets sick oh well so a little bit just before that while we're in the conversations i just want to point out like helion is basically saying that tamlin and tarquin should send all their forces to the front line to hold highburn while everybody else rallies their troops down there but come to find out unfortunately like tamlin actually only now has a third of the troops that he mentions in Mm -hmm. his reports because of Farah destroying his court once again that is someone who is not taking responsibility for his lack of leadership in those moments, I'm, she would not have been able to destroy their trust in him if he had not caused them to lose that trust in the first place. Was Feyre partially at fault? Yes, but there is some responsibility of you, Tamlin. There is. But Feyre even admits, she said, I had done that. In my rage, my need for vengeance, I had not thought long-term, had not considered that perhaps we would need that army. 
I just want to point out, Farrah's blaming herself in this too. I know, but I don't think Farrah should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, Farrah, you were still right. No, I think definitely there is, Farrah's actions did cause this. Yes. But Tamlin's did too. Yes, I agree. Farrah's actions would not have been able to work mm-hmm. if Tamlin had not treated his people like shit. Yes. So. Agreed. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying. I yes. still hate him. I will forever be a hater. But then Nesta, yeah. That's so when she, Nesta gets sick. Mm-hmm. She's like coughing, vomiting, lurching sick. Yeah. And she's just kind of getting out little words like something's wrong not with me not me Mm -hmm. and that's when like Reese kind of like almost like I picture like with like Legolas from Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. I would like look out over these mountains and like see something that was like forever away yeah Reese kind of has a moment like that and he realized um oh well first everything shakes right that's right we basically have an earthquake Mm -hmm. and then Reese has a Legolas moment yes and he tells us the king of Highburn just used the cauldron to attack the wall the wall is gone, shattered, across Perithian and on the continent. We were too late, too slow. Highburn just destroyed the wall. Yeah. What? Oh. Well, shit. I know. <laughs> I know. Before that dramatic end, I was going to say, um, in regards to Nesta, I just thought it was interesting because Helion and Thysan, Thysan, they both like try to like use their powers to help her. Oh yeah, and I just thought that was really interesting because it's like their powers have no effect on like helping her, like mm-hmm. get better or like there's no like curse on her. There's no there's nothing they can do, which is yeah. crazy because they're high lords. Like mm-hmm. she's truly cauldron made and yep. nothing well, it's impacts like the, it. The problem is nothing that they could fix. Right. It's she's experiencing something intense that's happening with her weird magical connection with the cauldron i know it's so bizarre it's like the cauldron sick for doing that like what i don't know i don't know but yeah the wall's gone it's (gasps) wild um okay so next week we're doing chapters 49 through 56 it's a lot of short chapters okay um and i called it the wall falls i don't know if that's the working (laughs) title um, that's not a spoiler. We all know. Yep. Um, but more to come next week. It's we're we're getting into war times. Yeah. It's gonna be very intense from here on out. Mm, I'm excited. <sighs> okay. Um, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Thanks everybody. What did you what did you think of these chapters? Let us know. Yeah. We'll nope. talk more Bye. next week. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!